Welcome to Ticket to Gamehenge, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHenge.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right, welcome uh, another episode of Ticket to Gamehenge, the podcast where we discuss the science uh, and all the great tricks of how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish. Um, step number one to do that, I would say, is to get them to listen to this podcast because that's, you know, I would say, uh, you know, the first step is admitting that this is your ticket. Uh, so um, not a lot this week, but I think, what, you like that? <laughs> or is I it like so bad? I feel like listening to two random guys talk about a band you've never heard of, you know? Right. Well, well, it's not just any band. I mean, I mean, come on, come on. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about a few things. I think first thing we'll follow up a little bit about last week. So as we left it last week, we were starting to talk about uh, the 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 top fish Halloween shows or or Halloween costumes, which created a bit of confusion. But nevertheless, um, and out of that, uh, I I had said that the Talking Heads album Remain in Light was one that I wasn't that familiar with um so we left it with me to have a listen to that right yeah. and, and uh so that very night when i was on my way home from work i downloaded the album and i played it the whole way home um and i gotta say i really really liked it it's good right i mean really really liked it i it, it's it's sort of the past week of music for me has been really interesting because it started with that album and obviously there's some you know, there's a few songs that I knew. Um, you got, I mean, I mean, get your cross sight and painless on there. You got once in a lifetime, which obviously was a big radio hit, but the way I just, I really, really enjoyed it. The thing that struck me right away, uh, cause we were talking a little bit last week about how fish has trained us to listen to music, um, about how short their songs are. And every time one ended, I was like, no, like, keep going. Play I more. I want to hear that groove. Like, I want to, you know, very, very groove-based. Um, I think, think what, their fourth album, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe their fifth, but I think their fourth. Uh, uh, just after I was born, it came out, as a matter of fact. It came out in, I think, August of 1980. I was born in May of 1980. So, sort of interesting to think back that, you know, what was going on back then. I was just in diapers when that album had come out. Um, it's also interesting to me that Paul Simon gets a ton of credit for bringing the quote unquote African sound to North American music when he did so uh, with Graceland in 1986. This album from 1980 is very African based in its grooves. I don't know if it necessarily gets the credit it deserves and sort of, I, think I know it's a groundbreaking album, but I don't know. I was thinking that like this is six years prior to Graceland and people don't talk about it as a groundbreaking African music album, but whatever. Um, short, really, really sweet, really good, punchy songs. Um, really good grooves. What, what are you laughing at over there? What are you laughing at? And the, and the award to groundbreaking African music goes to. <laughs> well, really poorly worded, I'm sure, but um it was one of the things I was thinking about. Now, picture I'm driving driving home, 11.30 at night in the southwestern Ontario countryside. The only light are the stars in the sky. So it's really just me, the road, and my thoughts. And I'm listening to this music. And um, yeah, really, really good. Like, I enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't gone back to listen to the 96 Halloween show, but I'm definitely going to. From there, that night after, at, like, after I came home and posted last week's episode, I watched a behind-the-scenes um 
making of the album. I've watched a couple of Talking Heads documentaries and I've watched Stop Making Sense. They're a groundbreaking quote unquote concert film. That's about 90 minutes, which by the way, is totally free on YouTube. There's no ads on it. Like it's, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and sort of a shame that they're not playing anymore. I mean, I guess David Byrne just doesn't want to play with the rest of the band, but God, it was really, really good. I mean, I've been singing a lot of those songs for the past few days. I've gone and listened to a couple more of their albums. So, um, yeah, been sort of weird. I mean, I went into last Tuesday not really thinking much about Talking Heads. And over the past week, the, the amount of time I've listened to them, yeah, really, really sticking with me. So thanks for that recommendation. It was great. And I would even say it's going to end up changing my top three for the Halloween shows when all is said and done. Once I listen to, to that show, um, yeah. So there you go. That's a little bit of a Talking Heads. You're just staring at me blankly. <laughs> you, got, you got nothing to say? I'm waiting, to, I'm waiting for you to finish. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to, and I'm going to keep listening to them. I mean, I, um, you know, it's a great band. Great band. I'm really glad that they chose that cover. It would be in very stark contrast to the first two Halloween covers. So um, I got to go back and listen to it. I got to get more familiar with it. For sure. Oh, you don't have, um, you don't have, so Sirius Radio, when they do like the, in, and I'm sure we talked about it before and they always catch a lot of flack for it, but they play like John Fishman's um, show, right? And even Trey has a show now that I have not listened to, but Fishman plays like everything, man. The, the amount of different music that these guys listen to are influenced by respect, listen to like one time, honest to God, we went from like, I think we went from like George Benson, who is like pop jazz music to like, mm. Yeah, the band is called Cattle Decapitation. <laughs> Just picture what a band called Cattle Decapitation sounds like. <laughs> it was wow. literally, it was literally wow. like three minutes of blast beats. Like I didn't think anyone's arms and legs could move faster than than this. Not surprised. You know, it's that so eclectic. Hard, hundred percent, right? So to say that, like you know, the, the, the boys love the talking heads and, and, you know, especially like a band that like on purpose was avant-garde and mm. always wanted to mix it up. Like, I don't know if you listened to the first talking heads album and you heard like in the yep. light, it's like a different band. Big time. Big time. Yeah. They really evolved in their relatively short, short time. I mean, they really, really went for like 12 years, yeah. you know, and they, and they, they didn't have, um, a typical journey for a band. They didn't have like the years where they walled around in the clubs and slowly built an audience. They were successful right away. Yeah. Like, like, like they're at CBGB's their first couple gigs and just steamrolled for, for, from there. And just, yeah, really, really different. Um, but a really good bit different. It must've been really crazy. Cause like, what did you, who did you have at CBGB's at that time? You had like the hardcore bands, right? So you had like band brains and, and black, Haley Punk. right. And, and Ramones. And then these jokers show up. I would have been like, what the hell? It was yeah. like, they must have been like the ultimate punk band. Like everyone was like, these guys are so punk that they don't even sound punk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they spearheaded that new wave uh, craze too, right? So yeah, really a generation of music that I haven't gone into. Like I've gone into the 70s classic rock and the 60s rock, and even back into some of the 50s, 50s pop and uh, jazz. But the early 80s, new wave synth rock is something that I didn't have never really given a lot of attention to. Um, but uh, yeah, I really, really like that album. So yeah, I just don't anticipate watching a couple of documentaries and talking heads over the past week. That's, that's for sure. So that was a nice, pleasant surprise. Um, 
and I would say it was it was it's tough for me to to pick an overwhelming number one Halloween album from or Halloween show rather from the uh, post I put out there because there was a mixed reaction. But Remain in Light, I think, was probably in more top threes than just about any of them. The Beatles was in there a lot. What was your top three again? I forget. Uh, the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Beatles, Bowie, and uh, and Kasvat. Okay. Yeah, I did the Who. Uh, Kasbot and then David Bowie. Um, yeah, I guess Bowie might be getting the boot uh, um, with remaining like, <laughs> like I don't know what, what else to say. Um, a, a lot of love for Waiting for Columbus too, right? A lot yes. of love for, for, for yes, that one. Expected. Yeah, a couple of polarizing choices too. It seems like Kasbot's a bit polarizing, right? Some people, some people trashed it. Some people really, really love it. I mean, um, uh, you know, I think that's one where you have to take in the, the whole scope of it, not just what you're hearing, but the whole scope of it. I think the album is great. We talked about that, but I think that adds more to it. The whole, I the whole guy with the white. I think you just have to, I don't know. I find it really interesting. Like you're going to a show and you know, you know that something unexpected could happen mm -hmm. and then you're disappointed when something unexpected happens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you make a good point. I guess you're probably not going in as open-minded as you think when that happens, right? You're not really ready for anything. You know, unless, 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 um, and I'm giving, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here, unless like I'm misinterpreting like the disappointment, right? Like it was really like, oh, mm. it was good. It just wasn't what I expected, right? It's kind of like, I don't know if you want to use this into like a segue to like the Beacon Jams, but like I'm listening to the show now when like Trey played Divided Sky, like I'm used to like Divided Sky being a rager, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To say like that, that version was my favorite. No, it was not my favorite. Right. But I'm yeah. not disappointed that he arranged it so beautifully. Right. We'll definitely come back to that. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never been to one of these shows and I never had that anticipation and then, you know, We'll see as time goes by. Yeah, Another on. one. Yeah, but hold on. You went to a show just recently okay. and you knew that there was going to be lots of stuff that you never heard ever. Mm -hmm. And you were disappointed. No, not at all. No, well, not at all. That's um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Another one that came up a lot, and this is one that I think I'm going to watch tonight because uh, I've got a I've got a good copy of this. Uh, at least the this set. I don't have the whole show on video, but I have the 2014 set, uh, the chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted house. That's one yep. that I've only heard. I haven't seen. Yep. And when you read through a lot of comments, um, cool. you know, especially uh, coming off of if there was an overwhelmingly uh, uh, bo bottom choice, the last place choice was probably wingsuit and uh, chilling, thrilling sounds follow followed that up. So that might have something to do with why people loved it so much is because, was following up something that they felt was not that strong. So, um, yeah, really, really good chatter on there. What are what are what are some albums that you'd like to see? Like if they went back to that, like you know the album album cover. What is it? Like what would you like to see them play? I would love to see a Frank Zappa album. I would love to see like Zoodlers. I know that they were toying with playing Joe's Garage for a bit, which would be ridiculous right mm -hmm. like ridiculous they've come so close i'm pretty sure they've covered like piecemeal a whole zeppelin album already right 
you know i'm trying to think of like something like just weird that would be like super cool for them to cover but i think zappa would kind of be the coolest zappa yeah um that question was put out on reddit a few months ago and my answer was um because their short albums was to take all three of little richard's albums from the late 50s right because that whenever you hear old interviews um from from mick jagger from keith richards paul mccartney they really reference how important those little richard albums were to, to them and that bowie bowie too they they really broke uh in britain in the late 50s and really um you know uh, i guess not motivated a generation, but really heavily influenced a generation of those songwriters of those British bands that came out of that era was from was from that album. There's a lot of good roots in rock and roll that are on those three albums. I think Fish could do a lot with those. Um, but yeah, something weird I think would be cool. I think Zappa Zappa would be a neat one. Um, it's hard to it's hard when you're on the spot, right? I think well, you yeah. know, you know what would be super ballsy at this point is just to do like a dead album. Yeah, or cover um, like a dead show. Do like yeah. do like seventy seven the Oregon one right like oh. the, the, like interesting that just, instead um, of an album a famous live show like another band's hmm that's an interesting concept yeah you could take like an Almond Brothers band show or yeah be really you cool. they could only cover older bands you know like they'd only you know I, you don't, I don't think know. they'd ever be interesting if they tried something from like the two imagine they did like a like a Pearl Jam album or <laughs> something like that that'd be that could be interesting. You, never you know, know what's funny, man, is like the Eastern European person in me would be like super disappointed because, you know, for it, it's almost like a sign of respect, right? Like you're covering somebody else's stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like one thing to play like a song, but it's like to do a whole album, man, I think that would be giving, and don't get me wrong, I love Pearl Jam. I really do. They're incredible. But yeah. I think that would be, I think that would be Fish paying too much respect to Pearl Jam. If anything, it, ha it would have to go the other way. Interesting. Okay. I think if Pearl Jam did a fish album, then, you know, that's well justified, but I, I don't know. I, there's, <laughs> well, there's something what would about, that sound like? <laughs> there's just something about me, you know, there, there's enough Eastern European in me that like, you know, I would never wear, I can't wear team jerseys anymore because I'm older than all the players. I'm not going to have a kid's name on my back. I'm an old man. Interesting. Got too much pride. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I mean, feel free to judge. Everyone's going to judge me no matter what I say anyways, but sort of yeah. remind that, man. That's interesting. That's, a, that's an interesting take. Um, yeah, so I think we'll talk about Halloween again as it comes out throughout the month. Hopefully, we're going to see some uh, hints or sniffs of Halloween in the upcoming Beacon Jams. Just wrapped up week two last week. Um, did you get to watch it, or are you just listening through it now? What's your story on Beacon Jams? Well, I was away. Right. I was away and uh, we did listen to a lot of fish, but we did not listen to Trey. Uh, so I'm just going through it right now. Okay. How far so in are you? I listened to, cause uh, fish radio was playing. They played, uh, they played the show. So mm -hmm. I heard the last part of it. Like I heard the strings on. Um... Why am I drawing a blank here? Strange design. Wolfman Strange design. Thank you. I heard Okay. That. To the end okay uh, and then i'm just i just finished listening to uh divided sky this morning and i think steam came after that did it i hold on a second yeah. um divided sky no steam wasn't until 
Osteen was before Divide Us Guy. So I knew they were kind of related. I like the new song. Oh. Evolve was awesome. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, so you got a lot more to go. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Mm, I do. Mm. Okay, then I'll then I'll change my notes. I don't want to necessarily spoil anything for you. Oh, it's okay, man. It's okay. Spoil it. It's it's all. It's Are all you good. sure? Ah, jeez. Yeah. I I know we like to listen to it organically and not have. Um, I do, but this is okay. Well, I'll back it up a step. So I was able to see most of it live. Um, I uh, so a few weeks ago, I forget what episode I was talking about it, but I was talking. We were talking about anticipation, and the analogy that I use was whenever I take vacation. My favorite part of vacation is the moment I leave the building I work in until I get into my car. Uh, so I'm on vacation now. My vacation was due to start at five o'clock on Friday, but due to something I could not get out of, it didn't start until 7 p.m. I ended up having to stay uh, an extra couple hours um, late, turning my day into a very long one. And I was really annoyed by the circumstances, but such is life. It's the way it goes sometimes. So uh, that really rung true for me on Friday. By the time I got to leave, I was like, yes, finally. Now, what I listened to on the way home and, and, and where I was with my listening, if the listeners remember, I was about to listen to, I'm on, I was on Festival 8. So I had already listened to the Halloween set, which one, one that we just didn't really talk about was Exile on Main Street. Um, but the set that I listened to on the way home uh, was the acoustic set that they did on day three of Festival 8 in the early afternoon. Um, so it was a little bit more chilled out and was sort of putting me into a relaxed mood. By the time I got home, we got everything in order and turned everything on and got the Twitch on my Android box. Uh, I think it was like 8.35, 8.40, something like that. And um, they had just started Divided Sky. Now, up to that point, I didn't know if like it was just Trey and Trey and Jeff on piano. And up to that point, I didn't know if all the songs were like that. I like, I couldn't really tell the comments on the right go by so fast. You can't go back and really scroll. Like you gotta be a speed reader to catch up on some of those. So I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, good. This is working. This looks great. It sounds great. And Megan comes in just at the part where he sings for the first time, divided sky, you know, and, we sit and watch it. She's standing right here, like beside me. And we watch it for a minute. She's like, Oh, that's really nice. That sounds good. And I go, yeah. And then it segues into the that part. And I saw her just go, Oh, it really, it really confused her as <laughs> she left. And I was like, yeah, you're not, you don't know how to listen to fish yet. You're like, I listen to that song. I know that's coming, but you know, it really was made evident to me when we were watching those, um, reaction videos from that uh, like from that guitar teacher months ago and yeah. at that part i remember him just going like shaking his head like whoa what just happened there so i i thought that was really really funny so i continued to watch from there um not knowing what had happened in the first stages um and i thought divided sky sounded really really good i mean when you just have a duet there's really no room for error there you know, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it sounded really, really great. One of the things that threw me off was um, the pause that always happens when they, when Fish plays, plays live, but it was incredibly short this time because he didn't have the crowd to react from. I remember uh, hearing or reading about um, what Trey does during, during that pause. Like, do you know what he does during that divided sky pause? Oh, no, I don't think I've ever uh, read so this is an interesting thing. I had read this and I was like, huh. And every time I've gone back and heard that song, I'm like, God, he's right. He waits for three waves from the audience. 
So there's an initial wave of applause and cheering and it goes away and it comes back, goes away, comes back again. After the third wave is when they start in again. Oh, cool. Yeah. So to hear it uh, on Friday and have it not even the length of one wave, it was, you know, it was just different. It sort of threw my brain off a little bit, but incredible sounding song. Um, uh, the next song, not to necessarily ruin it for you, uh, was um, Sigma Oasis, which uh, there's a lot of banter. I just heard it on the way, so I knew that it was next. Okay. So Sigma Oasis, which is the song that I like more and more every time I hear it. The thing that I noted down that I thought was kind of funny was there's the line, so take off, take off, take off your masks. Yes. The fear's an, the fear's an illusion, so don't even ask. And on the right, you can see all the chatter don't take your mask off. Don't take your mask off. Everybody was talking about masks, which I thought was really, really funny. Um, sound, it sounded really, really good. Uh, then it goes into back on the train. And um, one of the good things about watching this for two weeks in a row, he's had a percussionist with him, Ciro. I don't know what Ciro's last name is. I forget it. But if you looked at the Reddit thread, somebody listed all of the elements that are part of this guy's kit. And he's just in the back making sounds with anything that you could think of. And I was watching him going like, God, like I want that job because I have decent rhythm, but I can't play notes. I could bang on stuff and rhythm to a song all day long. He was shaking stuff and beating things, but he did this really, really cool train, train bell sound at the beginning of back on the train yeah. that I really, really liked. That was like, yeah, really, really cool. Um, that one ended with uh, no man and no man's land tease. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, it's cool. You can spot that kind of stuff. I can't. I, I typically don't spot teases. I see those in notes and I see them in things all the time. And I'm like, no man in no man's land. Yeah, it depends if I'm really like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the banter, I thought, I thought Trey's banter, like he's obviously, he's reading comments and he's talking, he's telling stories. You're going to hear a lot of those as you go. Um, but he's reading a comment from somebody and I just thought it was funny. And they, they mentioned they've been to 350 shows and Trey goes, oh, 350 shows. Have I been to that many? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, and then somebody, I don't know if this was like a comment that was pulled on purpose because the song was in the set, but it seemed like he took the request just live on the spot and start and, and, and started playing it. Somebody had asked him if he had seen um, the news from Texas about a rare ocelot that was spotted out in the wild. And he goes, no, no, I hadn't seen that, but yeah, I'll play it. And just started playing ocelot. And I was down here by myself alone going, yeah. Like I was, I was snapping my fingers. I was getting so excited. Um, so my vacation was starting out really, really well. Uh, and then, so you've heard Strange Design, right? Yeah. So the thing that was really neat, the way that they shot it, they sort of changed the angle. So they, um, it almost seemed like with each song, they changed a bit of the videography a bit, which I thought was neat. What they yeah. did though, was um, everybody kind of like took a break. It went dark and Trey started to play and you're going, oh, cool. This is, this is just a, sol a solo Trey song because the angle that they showed, they didn't show where the people from the strings later came in so when that got revealed live you're like holy shit there's just there's some strings here they stuck around for five songs um really cool arrangements the, the note that i made was um multiple times in the songs with the strings uh, and at one point trey trey thanks don don hart who made these arrangements with him and don hart co-wrote time turns elastic so right around that time 
all the comments on the right were please please no tte no tte you know but there were, everybody was afraid time turns elastic was going to get played so that was i was i was laughing at that we've talked about that song and i still keep hearing it in the 2009 tour um but, uh, yeah so it was just funny it, it was sort of neat to be able to watch the comments they just went by so so fast um uh so that was good water in the sky was really really good you're coming up to, to that yep. only only two only two songs from lonely trip played a very a very heavy fish set list which uh which was great um what else wolfman's brother was fantastic uh no man in no man's land comes up so that tease rings true later on um uh, plasma waist closer ghost ghost finisher really really good i mean it it sounded good uh Two and, a, two and a half hours straight. And Trey had talked about up to that point, they'd already been playing for three or four hours in the theater, warming up, practicing, rehearsing, doing whatever they were doing. So uh, just playing all day. And similar to week one, you could see the joy coming out. You could, I mean, you can listen to the show. You can hear the comments and how appreciative he is of any donation and the project that he's working on. So um, again, makes me ask a lot of questions about, about week three, not a single repeat from week one, which was a, which was one of my hopes. Um, when we left at our predictions last week were you wanted new music, right? You, you thought new song, new songs, yep. hopefully more than one. We got Evolve. Um, really excited to see what the band does with that. Uh, just before he started playing it, he called out to Scott, Scott and Tom, Herman and Marshall, which are his co-songwriters. So we'll see if that turns into a fish song or what it is, but New music yeah, is good. Yeah, the, the thing that struck me the most from what I've heard so far is number one, how much better they sounded week two to week one. Agreed. Like, just incredible, Agreed. incredible. Like I heard the I heard the first notes and I'm like, well, this is already a million and a half times better. Yeah. And uh, just you know, like to take so you take "Divided Sky," which is like a quintessential fish song. Mm-hmm. You know, and for him to be like, you know, like it's a living thing and rearrange it differently and move it and to stretch it, you know, and that's fantastic because most people are, would be scared to do something like that. You know, the yep. way that most people respond in music, especially with their own music. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see like what the practice and like his thinking and I like this is behind the scenes stuff but I'm really interested in it man like to be that much better and to take songs in in such a different direction after a week like it's it's almost you almost kind of know it's gonna happen you know like it, you just knew yeah. that, that 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 work would be much more and they're the best man like just yeah I agreed. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, um, but it it sounded better. And I don't know if it's because it was it, it was songs that I guess it was more, you know, I like more or wanted to hear more. But they they sounded tighter. They sounded better. the The jams when you hear them are better than they were. I mean, they're they're not incredibly long. They're not fish jams, but they're could, good. There's some really good grooves. It could be something as innocent as okay, we understand how this works now. So like, there's more familiarity, so we can like let it loose a little bit more, you know. But yeah, I don't know, man. Based on what I've seen from from Trey with everything, it is just about getting better all the time. Yeah, I have a guitar question for you though. Just as you were saying about about the uh, uh, the uh, like divided sky, um, it was evident that he couldn't sustain his notes as long in this version like if, it, if there's something to do and maybe 
I don't know if it's a setting on the amp, if it's turned down, but he couldn't hold that sustain as long as he typically does live when he's playing with fish. Why would that be? Probably. And again, I've never played in front of that many people and I'm far from like, I know very little about sound. It yeah. would probably be the volume at which they're playing at and just the setup, like what he has access to. Yeah. Like you can hear the notes still ringing out, just not you know nearly as powerful like you can see here he's still holding down that string and doing everything he can to keep it going but doesn't have that same also ah! yeah one is like a full-fledged like rock song right and the other one right. was like arranged for like a duet yeah so yeah. we got to keep context in mind too but that's what i think but i'm not sure yeah yeah fair enough fair enough um uh, yeah. So, and then my other ask last week was uh, guests, and obviously we got that with uh, the string quartet. There was uh, two violins, a viola, and a cello. Uh, thanks to somebody online who had called that out because I, because I didn't know what was what. Um, yeah, and they, they, they got a name real, real quick. Somebody, uh, yeah, and all that was, and I was watching it. A comment just floated up. Somebody who's called them Rescue Squad, and Trey stuck with it, and then everybody just dubbed them rescue squad. Like it was a nickname that was born in a matter of seconds and got stuck. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what we're going to see for week three. Um, whew, any predictions, any guesses? Uh, more new music. We're going to hear another new song Okay. and, uh, and they're going to sound better. They're going to keep sounding, yeah. you know, Trey's going to, this is why I think it's so interesting, you know, because this is what I, I could be completely out to lunch. I could be completely out to lunch because I don't know how the process works. And since I'm not anywhere near to that level, but it sounds like he just has a, and I, I know it's not innate. I know he wasn't born with it, but it definitely sounds like he listens to what's being played. And he's like, you know what we would, you know, what we could use two violins, a viola and a cello for some songs at the end of the set to really make things like pop. And then he just goes mm. and makes that happen. Mm. You know, so gotcha. it's, I think, I think the, the term that I'm using for is his ability to adapt the music to what's happening, you know, and it's something that we've talked about before. That's how he writes music. That's why fish is, you know, why fish is and who they are because they adapt to the audience that they're playing for. Yep. You know, but he's really about like, it's just, it's amazing to see in actions, not in words, what being present and focused on your art actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much to add to that, but uh, yeah, I, I, I feel thankful again. It seems like with every week, the fact that the technology exists to be able to do this and that he's willing to do it and it's, it's, it's out there, it's available. And then it's available on the app the, the following day, which is, which is the best too. Right. I've listened to the show. I've seen it once and listened to it a couple of times. Um, yeah. I'll probably listen to it again. I'm, uh, I'm really excited for Friday night. Like I'll be making a point of getting my butt in front of the TV at eight o'clock to watch it. So uh, yeah. Are you going to be able to watch this week? You think? It all depends, right? It, Cause the kids usually come home. The kids stay with my parents Thursday cause Rochelle's at work in the office. Yeah. Friday yeah. we just get a bunch of crap done. So it all depends on when they come home and we, when we can settle them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I was, I don't know if it's going to happen. She's up in school now, but uh, uh, today my daughter in virtual um, junior kindergarten is doing uh, the letter T. So their homework from yesterday was to bring something today that is, that starts with 
the letter T. So she was looking at, at some things and um, I showed her a picture on my phone of Trey. <laughs> I said, what about this? She goes, yeah, that's Trey. She knows, she knows it's Trey. And I said, you should bring a picture of Trey to school. I don't think she's going to. I think she was bringing a tiger, but um, yeah, I'm getting her there. I'm getting her there. Still number two, I think is going to be the one going to shows with us, but we'll see. We'll get them all there, man. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. There better be shows again. It's got to be. Just don't know how long it's going to be. What's the your guess? Dude, the world's gone insane, man. So I don't know what's going to happen. 2022? <laughs> you don't even want to say that, huh? Uh, I'm not going to say anything at this point. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, yeah, hopefully, if not, they'll keep finding ways to put new stuff out there, like Beacon Jams or whatever they end up doing. So fingers crossed for new stuff coming up. Um, any recommended listening for me this week? I'm thinking about my own recommended listening this week. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to go back and listen to more of the Halloween shows. Uh, they're, every one of them is available on the app. Like, you can get them all. Yeah. Like they're, yeah, yeah, so I think I'm going to go back and do some, do some Halloween listening over the next little bit. I'm in, I just started the fall tour for 2009. First show in Detroit, Michigan. Um, good so far. Really, really good. Yeah. That's what I got. You no, know, I do have, I do have listening to you. It's, uh, let me open it up. <laughs> Why do I feel like something funny is coming? Oh no, nothing funny. <laughs> I thought you were going to play WAP. <laughs> no. um, I would go back and listen to uh, October 30th, 2010. You've probably heard it before. October 30th, 2010. Yep. Especially uh yeah just listen to the whole thing don't you know okay. go in blind there's uh it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool show all right uh, what's the venue uh, atlantic city i believe okay Let me double check atlantic city gotcha okay yep. yeah the next and the next night was when they did little feats waiting for columbus that's right which again very popular maybe i'll have to listen to both the 30th and the 31st from 2010 awesome 10 years already jeez it's crazy time is way too quickly all right buddy that's all we have for this week everybody have a good week thanks for listening wherever you are have a good week everybody you've been listening to ticket to gamehenge in addition to wherever you find your podcasts you can find us on instagram youtube and of course ticket to gamehenge.com where you can grab a free chapter of the book how to get your friends into fish make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.